Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans, but my friends call me Vicky. <laughs> and with us, as always, is superfan Mark Piscati. I'm back. It's me. Hi. And uh, of course, once one more, once more, we are without our fourth partner, and that is Mr. Jimmy O. James Oster. He's going to be taking a little break from the show for a little bit, but uh, he'll will be back soon. I talked to him this weekend, and uh, he's he's hoping to be back within the next month or so. So we'd love to have him back. We miss you, Jimmy. Uh, but I actually I'll see him this weekend because this weekend Cinescare podcast is going to be at the Halloween 45 45 years of terror convention in Pasadena at the Pasadena Convention Center. We're going to have a booth there. We're going to be handing out uh Joe, Jimmy and I will be handing out stickers Handing out postcards, we'll be promoting the show. We also will be joined by Mr. Vincent DeSanti, and he is the writer-director of the Never Hike Alone movies. He will be there as well, and I believe he plans to show uh, an exclusive, never-before-seen footage of uh, Never Hike Alone Part 2. So he, uh, we'll see what we wind up with, but he'll be there probably both days for most of the day. So I've been uh, working out, working out the details with him this last couple of days and it's, it's looking good. So, and of course, Jimmy O will be there as well. So come on by and say hello. If you are in the Los Angeles and or Pasadena area, uh, make an effort to come out because it, there are two horror conventions. I don't know why they planned it this way, but there's two horror conventions this weekend. HorrorCon. <laughs> which is in Los Angeles in downtown in a convention center in downtown Los Angeles. And then there's the Halloween 45. And I looked at HorrorCon and, and I don't know if things have changed, but their guest list is not great. Like I was looking it up and there, there's a lot of, not much there. And uh, Halloween has tons of people. Everybody who's ever been in a Halloween movie seems like uh, is going to be there except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, so, it's going to be great. Uh, all the other characters from the original Halloween, except for Donald Pleasance, obviously, uh, they will all be there, including Nick Castle, uh, PJ Souls, uh, Nancy Loomis. So there's going to be uh, quite a quite a. And then when you look through the rest of the franchise, there's tons of people who are going to be uh, there as well. So is in Paul Rudd going to be there? Uh, I do not think Paul Stephen Rudd. Will be there. No. What a stuck up. Yeah. I would have went if Paul Rudd was there. Uh, my friend who was in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, he's going to be there, Joe. <laughs> oh, friend, right. uh, book uh, my a friend ticket. of mine who was in Halloween 6. I, I don't see her. I don't think she ever does these conventions, which I don't I don't know why she wouldn't. Um, they, who they get who like, was your friend in Halloween 6? She, uh, well, if you recall, which I know it's been two years, so it's impossible for you to remember this, but uh, she was one of the friends. That she winds up having sex with a guy uh, in in one of the scenes, and Paul Stephen Rudd to be is way watching. More specific. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the only that's the only sex in that, and, and the only nudity I think in that movie. Uh, yeah. But Paul Stephen Rudd is watching them. I think in a binocular or or telescope or something like that. He's oh, I remember that scene. Yeah. 
but uh, she she I'm surprised she doesn't do this because I I looked and she's not on the list and everyone else who had the even the smallest part in one of the most recent movies is going to be there signing autographs for fifty bucks a pop. So the the big celebrities are like uh, oh Anthony Michael Hall or not is it Anthony Michael Hall? Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, he's yeah. he's doing it seventy dollars a signing. No, he's worth it though. That's and, worth it. And and stars like that are seventy dollars. And then guy guys who are not like big names like Nick Castle, they're doing it for, but they're bigger. They're sixty dollars. And then the ones that are just small parts are fifty. So I heard Donald Pleasant's autograph is like three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that but, would be hard. But most th- importantly, you're going to be there, Matt. You're going to be there. I am going to be there. James is going to be there. James is going to be there. Vince is going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Anybody that listens to the Mark's show, not show up. Be there. Mark, Mark, Mark Paflaki is not going to be there. But uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to go anyways now. So Yeah, and uh, now he's got a valid excuse because he's got yeah. COVID. You know, it's, it seems that the timing is awfully convenient here <laughs> because now he's going to say, he's going to say, well, I had COVID anyway. I wouldn't have been able to be there. But I bet he was licking doorknobs this whole last two weeks and, <laughs> yeah. and, and everything to try and catch COVID. So oh, yeah, yeah. You. I work in a restaurant. Whoa. I'm surprised it, it, it's finally happened to me after working yeah. in a restaurant. This is my first experience. So. Looking for he was, he was looking more doorknobs <laughs> than normal. Yeah, more Mark. than normal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. well, you got to test them to see if they're hot. That's an obscene amount. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I like the short bus windows. What, what can I say? We all know. Um. So anyway, come on out to Pasadena and uh, see us. Come by the the Cinescare booth. And uh, give us a holler. I will also be selling uh, all of my books, actually. Um, so I'll have enough there to sell if anybody wants to buy. But it is limited. Limited quantities because I, I didn't want to. Books that you wrote, not like all of your books from your yeah. house. No, 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 no. no. I'm not okay. selling my, my library. I'm just selling <laughs> yeah. books that I wrote. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to sell like uh, your like uh you know, handwritten uh, script or anything, you know, like, you, Ooh. you know, handwritten script. What do you mean? Oh, oh, do you do it all on a computer? You don't do it on a typewriter or anything like that? Like Stephen King used to do. Well, typewriter is not handwritten either, but no, I, I do use the technology <laughs> available to me today. Uh, um, <laughs> do you chisel your rough draft out of slate or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. damn it. Uh, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I was just thinking, you know, I, my mind flashed back to misery, you know, with the typewriter and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, maybe he's got like his own like personal copy and all that. And, you know, maybe the biggest fan would show up. No, no. All right. Um, well, that's boring. Yeah. We, and nobody would want to buy that anyway. So it's fine. I would. Maybe I'll sell it there to you. There you go. There's your first if you, were, if you were there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's coming up. And of course we are Joe. I hope, you know, maybe we can Matt. get the, the Halloween, like one of the dun, 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 over this part. Cause we're talking, we, this episode is coming out on the 29th and this, the uh-huh. weekend is the first of October. So we're in Halloween time now, Joe, according yes. to this episode. According so, to this episode, the little yeah. 
I don't know Damn. how necessary it is because you guys do such a good job. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really um, good. Yeah. Spot on. Uh, but aside from that, Joe, what what uh, have you watched anything this last couple of weeks that you care to tell the audience about? Matt, the question isn't what did I watch; it's what didn't I watch because oh, that's a much. I watched tons. Oh, nice. Not, that's not all good, but I watched a lot. Uh, let's okay. start off with a decent one. I watched a documentary called King on Screen, which is all about hmm. the Stephen King movies, or I'm sorry, Stephen oh. King books that have been adapted into, and Mark's having a seizure already, and I haven't even gotten through it. Mark, <laughs> what what do you want to say? No, I saw that. I saw it, and I, I was like, holy shit, I, I watched the trailer. It looks really fun. It looks like they have all the... Never mind. You go ahead. This is your review. Yeah, I, I actually watched it, so I could tell you <laughs> if it's any good. Uh, it was good. The uh, I'm going to read through some of the cast. Mike Flanagan, uh, Frank Darabont, James Caan, uh, Tom Holland was in it. Uh, Mick Garris is in it. Uh, there's just I, It's a treasure trove of nice. people that have been connected with his movies throughout the years. And it's... It was entertaining. I, I can say that it wasn't anything new. Uh, I didn't really learn anything, but it was a very entertaining. I, I granted, I've probably seen more Stephen King documentaries than most, or at least about his movies. So, uh, but I, I don't want that to deter anybody from watching this. It was very good. It was very insightful. Very well put together, and I enjoyed it. And it actually spawned me to start thinking about other movies that they had covered that I hadn't seen, which leads me to my next film, which was uh, 2016's Cell oh, yeah. with Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack and yeah. Isabel Furman, which um, she's... That sounds so familiar. Yeah, what, who is uh, that? She's from Orphan. She was a little girl. Okay. Oh yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. Orphan, yeah. Is she actually um, a little girl in this? No, she's. I'd say like twenties. Hmm. I mean, she plays like a normal aged uh, hmm. person without any sort of birth defect. Um, the, uh, Cell was uh, a, a neat idea that should have lasted about I don't know five or ten minutes, but not something that should have been. Yeah, put into a, a feature length hour and a half long film. I found myself getting really bored with this film. I mm -hmm. don't recommend it. I, I hate to say it. I had a high expectations for it, but uh, for me, that one was a pass. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. For it's that a one great either. story. It's a great story though. Did I, you read I the book? The story. Yeah, I yeah, did. I, I did too. I didn't care for the book, but no. And I didn't, I didn't like the movie or the book. Yeah. Okay. I haven't read the book, but now that I've seen the movie, I don't know that I even want to read the book, but hmm. Next on my list, I watched uh, Insidious, The Red Door, which is mm -hmm. the most recent installment of the Insidious uh, universe. Yeah. Uh, this was decent. Yeah. I, I guess I'd recommend it. If you like all the other Insidious movies, this one, you know, it's par for the course like everything else. Uh, Rose Byrne, Patrick Wilson, Ty Simpkins, who was the little kid that, uh, you know, he's all grown up in this one. He's now off at art school. And he's being taught by his really terrible art teacher. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to report this woman to the dean. But his art teacher is trying to get him to bring out his uh, repressed 
uh, emotions and dreams and nightmares and whatnot, and finally put it on paper. And that's what sort of starts this all um, downhill. But it's it's decent. There's some fairly decent jump scares in the film. Mm-hmm. The pacing is okay. It's just it's a middle of the road recent horror film that I pretty much just watched so that I could say I checked another one off my list of 2023 horror films. Yeah, if you if you're into that series, it's worth checking out for sure. It's, you know, yeah. if you like the and it's as good as the last few. You know, they've all been yeah. fine. I don't think any of the movies in that series are like bad. They're just No, you know, but there's nothing in that series that's like, "Oh my god, have you seen that?" or, you know, except I, the first I honestly one. Yeah. 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 Um and part I'm two surprised fine, they had but... part 2 was okay. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know that I, based on part two, that I would have made a third, but mm. that's just me. Um, I, I'm gonna I, move I always down. feel, I always feel like weird with Patrick Wilson. It's like, is it part of the conjuring? Is it part of insidious? It kind of meshes. It kind of like seems all together yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Get, I, I get, get confused. I get, I get confused. Yeah. Uh, next one I watched. Have you guys ever seen a movie from 2008 called Mirrors? Yeah, Sutherland. Uh-huh. No. Uh, I saw this one was on HBO Max. I got suckered on this one again because somebody on TikTok showed me this scene uh, with Amy Smart. She plays his sister in this film mm-hmm. and she's about to get into the bath and her mirror image in, of herself is in the mirror and decides to rip her own bottom jaw off entirely. Meanwhile, Amy smart, actual Amy smart is sitting in a bathtub and you see her jaw getting ripped off of her head entirely. And that scene is awesome. I loved it. I mean, it's 2008. The special effects are a little goofy because they're trying to get into computers, but other than that, there's no real reason to watch this film. It stars mm. Kiefer Sutherland, who's a cop who's like out on leave because he shot somebody while he was on duty. And he gets a job kind of like being a night watchman at this old rundown shopping center in New York or something. And while he's in there, um, there's all these mirrors throughout the building and they're kind of haunted and the mirror image of yourself that's in there kind of makes you do, you know, they're chasing you, haunting you, making you do things to yourself. But um, it's, it's a pass for me. Uh, I, Mm. I don't know that I can honestly recommend that one. Um, Mark sounded like he liked it. Mark who's on mute that Mark. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. he <laughs> I I guess I'm muted myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I I went in a sneezing bit. I'm looking around for like toilet paper or like Kleenex, and I don't have anything. I'm like sweating my ass off. I need to put on the air conditioning. Um, yeah, no, it's a great scene. Kind of agree with Joe. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on. Uh-huh. I got uh, three others. Um, the first one. There was this thing on, uh, like I was going through HBO Max. They have these like really old shorts. There's one from 1967 called The Big Shave. It's five minutes long. It's a guy standing in a mirror with like a, an old double-edged, you know, razor. And he starts shaving himself and then never stops. And he keeps shaving his face deeper and deeper. And there's just mm-hmm. blood all over the place. Five minutes long, not a huge commitment. 
Might as well watch it. It was kind of neat. Because I, uh, during Shocktober, there's always like one or two, one, usually like one day of the month that I just don't have time to watch a full-length movie. So I'd watch a few shorts just to There you go. Background. There's yeah. there's a handful of them on, on HBO Max. So yeah, That's good. take a look at that. Um, the last two I had was, for uh, speaking of HBO Max, I decided to watch THX 1138 again. You ever mm-hmm. seen it? No. No? George no. Lucas's first film in college. Right. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I never, the, never watched it. No. I, this is from 1971. I, I mean, anybody that is a fan of Star Wars, you watch this, you're going to see a lot of special effects and hear a lot of sound effects that eventually became Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm even bringing this up is number one, it also stars Donald Pleasance along with Robert Duvall, who's the lead. But mm-hmm. something I thought was odd that I never realized before is Sid Haig is in that film. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I started hmm. watching it and all of a sudden I saw Sid Haig's name come up on the, the introductory credits. And uh, is he like, recognizable? Huh. He is. Uh, there's a scene where they're all in like a holding contain. You know, they're all basically in whatever THX's jail is mm-hmm. and uh, tries raping a girl. Um, and then she, you know, breaks free and yells at him and he sort of wanders off. He's not on stage very much or not on screen, but, uh, he, he is recognizable. He is in it. Hmm. And then of course I saved this one for last. I watched, uh, Venus. Right. Based off of your recommendation, horror invades the concrete corridors of a cursed apartment complex on the outskirts of Madrid. Mark, did you watch this too or no? No. Okay. Yeah, he said he was going to watch it. He was going to watch it on Sunday. He said, but yeah, yeah, I did. I got to say, I really did enjoy this. It was, I couldn't figure out where they were going or where the horror element was trying to come in. But once I found it, it was great. I love the character design that you happen upon in a bathroom Mm -hmm. or in her bathroom. Oh yeah, that was so amazing. yeah, that was uh, made the entire movie worthwhile. However, my biggest complaint is the ending. I thought it was dumb. It's like mm-hmm. we had this great buildup and I was starting to get the payoff of this film. And it's just like the last line that comes out of her mouth and mm-hmm. how it ends. I just like thought that was so antical, like sucked all the air out of me watching it. Mm-hmm. So. The first part of it I really like, but just that last bit, yeah, not a not a fan. Although I did like the song that played afterwards. It's not in English. Mm. I don't know what it is. Couldn't tell you. I got yeah. it on my phone, but so that's the uh, the chunk of stuff that I watched. All righty, uh, Mark, did you watch anything? Uh, yeah, I saw a haunting in Venice. Oh. Uh, with, and uh, thought it was going to be a horror film. Because there's the name, the, the word haunting in it, and uh, the cast oh, looks great. See, and I saw Agatha the trailer. Christie. Yeah, I didn't really realize that until I was in the movie theater and written by. Well, you know, they, they, like this Magatha is like the third. Christie. This is the third of of three movies. Yeah, I didn't know that. And they were all Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't. I I just saw a haunting. I saw the trailer. It's like, oh, that looks cool. You know, mm. I, I like Kenneth. Um, yeah, I was yeah. Tina Fey in it. Oh, gorgeous! 
yeah. really stunning. Um, actually, played it played it really straight, which was really enjoyable to watch her uh, do that. Um, yeah, it, it it does ramp up. I mean, it might scare your grandma if you know, because that's basically who watches these films. But I guess this film actually did really well. Um, <laughs> My grandma's passed, but you know, mine too. Well. Mine too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, no, but actually, it, it it was a fun. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed myself. Um, I I know I enjoy a movie when um, the popcorn is not even halfway gone. I just you know stop eating the popcorn. I'm like enthralled. It it was fun. Like right when he locks the you know the doors to the house and doesn't let everybody leave. That's when it really ramps up. And there's a really good uh, uh, seance uh, scene. And you know you. Everyone's seen a seance scene, but this was done a little bit differently. And Michelle uh, Yao mm-hmm. uh, does a great job. Great job. So, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, seance uh, scene. So, But it, it's definitely worth seeing. Um, I, I don't know if I would go to, you know. I, no, actually, I, I enjoyed, uh, I thought it was worth the uh, full price admission. So, yeah, go see it. You know, support support a haunting in Venice. Um, I watched some um, films, but um, I'll, I'll talk about that later after when I do uh, a pick uh, at the end of the show. I don't want to ruin the pick. I had to do research. Okay. All right. We're on. Uh, we're officially on pins and needles. <laughs> we're okay. officially on pins and needles. Uh, a lot of I, Corey Hay, man. I uh, let's see. I watched a, a do- we watched a documentary called The Unbinding, and it's sort of a ghost hunter kind of show. It's it's not really a, it's a, you know, it's like Ghost Adventures or one of those shows. It's not great. Um, I, I'm not, if you're into that kind of thing, I guess you might like it, but I, I, I really, I struggled to even get through it. Um, I think my, I think Michelle liked it more than I did, but I, I thought it was kind of dumb. Um it was about it's about an object that some people found that is supposedly haunted and so it was sent to these people who do paranormal research and it it just i i didn't find anything creepy about it at all so um and then i also watched i guess the only other thing i watched was venus and i loved venus i thought it was fantastic um it's about a club dancer who tries to steal some um, a bunch of drugs from her. They're not a pimp, but they're whoever owns the the club. She's not a. It's not a stripper, but it's you know it's like go go dancer at a go go dancer. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so she steals some drugs from this guy and gets chased, and she has to run to her sister's apartment building, and there's something going on in this building like a kind of like a haunting or is it like a you know it but it's very lovecraftian it has a lovecraftian storyline to it 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 kind of reminded me a bit of lords of salem in the way it unfolds too with uh the cult and the women who are involved in the cult uh it, it definitely has a lords of, of salem vibe to it those women reminded me a lot of the witches that were in um the apartment next to uh, Rob Zombie, uh, what's her name? Sherry Moon Zombie's apartment. It reminded me a lot of that. In, in we, some all, ways. The, uh, we all ahead, enjoyed, 
Sorry. Yeah, we we all enjoyed Lords of Salem when we yeah. reviewed that film. Yeah, I we believe. did. Yeah, that yeah. was like yeah. our favorite one, actually. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it's probably my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I got kind of a Rosemary's Baby vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, of, it, yes, it had just mm-hmm. you know strange things going on in the apartment building. Right, and and this group of sort of like witches, they're trying to summon this demon, and it's very Lovecraftian. Uh, it's a total Lovecraftian story. Uh, but there's also this other element that has this, you know, these guy, this this um, uh, cartel or or some kind of underworld gang is after her, trying to because she's got millions of dollars of of some kind of pill, a blue pill. I'm not sure what it is, but it it. Uh, uh, it's millions of dollars worth. Like she stole pounds of it, and in a big duffel bag. And so they're looking for her because it's it's not just you know it's the, probably Viagra. Yeah, she didn't just steal a little bit. It was quite a bit. And uh, so they, that element goes into it as well as they're trying to find her and they try to track her down to this building. It's and all of these by the end, all of these uh, things sort of come together and converge. And I liked the ending a lot more than Joe did. So I kind of loved the ending actually, um, which shouldn't shock anybody that we had different <laughs> takes on that, but um, I'm going to have to see hey, this I was, movie. I was with you till the end. Yeah. yeah. Mark, you should see it. We, I we got both time. Recommend that you yeah, see we it. We both <laughs> recommended that you see it. I, yeah. I, I, I got time. I got pretty, time. Yeah. You sure do. And no excuse. Um, no. <laughs> Flaky. Um, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but that's that's all I watched that was un- non theme related. So, uh, Mr. Well, Joe Jans, it is your pick. So, uh, tell us about your pick and take us through. Can we do uh, a, a, like an applause for Joe Joe's can't even pick, say by the his way? First word. <laughs> Can we just do an applause? Like, put an applause down, you know, for Joe's pick. Uh, let's see. Oh, that, yeah. Yes, that's, perfect. That's wow. the best applause you can muster. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute zero. That's the theme. There you go. A smattering of applause. <laughs> smattering of applause. I'd like to thank both of you. Um, Absolute zero is the theme for this episode. I decided... Some crap movies need some love too. These are all films that have received a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. And we're going to start off with the ultimate classic, One Missed Call from 2008, starring the illustrious Ed Burns as Captain Jack Andrews. Uh, Margaret Cho is in this movie. Can one of you guys tell me why Margaret Cho is in this film? She's a horrible actress. Yeah, she's horrible. I, I do. I she was like the worst. She plays an excellent bubbling cop, but she has no business being in this film. Oh. Mm. Uh, several people start receiving voicemails from their future selves and their messages, which include the date and the time that they're going to die. And this is yet another reason why nobody should be on Boost Mobile because everybody in this film was. So, <sighs> Matt. What did you think about this uh, soon-to-be cult classic film? Oh, this was horrible. Um, and by the way, this year you've given bad movies more love than <laughs> they, they. We're up on. We are caught up on on love for bad movies. Have I reached my quota yet? You, you've reached your quota, <laughs> and then some. 
Have I? Have I reached my quota? Yeah. Uh, I pick bad Jesus. movies on purpose. You pick bad movies because you're Mark. I, yeah. <laughs> you, you, make, you make mistakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is it's a horrible Final Destination ripoff kind of thing. It, the exactly. acting in this is terrible. Uh, I've never been a big Edward Burns fan, but I don't know why the hell he's in that movie. I mean, he, he's... He he he's known for doing more serious work, and I'm I'm not a big fan of his. He kind of annoys me a little bit. But uh, shit, what? Edward Burns? He annoys you, really? Yeah, I I, I just never oh, been a big fan too. of him. Yeah, oh, oh really? That's review. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. I, I can't think of something I like him in. Yeah, uh, Saving Private movies, Ryan. He's great uh, in that. He's yeah. kind of a dick in that. Yeah, I didn't care for him in that either. What? what there's not dicks in fucking war. And I, I just know. didn't okay. care for him. Um, Brothers I, McMullen. I really didn't. No, I hate that Never movie. Saw it. God, I what? hate that movie. Um, I don't understand what the hell's going on in this movie. Uh, I at some point I wrote, "It's not your Do imagination." You need me to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's not your imagination. I wrote that. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but something. It must have been something somebody said. Um. So they go was it to the really bad CGI millipedes that were crawling all over people. Was that it could be it could what be what you were referring? Yeah. Uh, at some point, they go to an old age home to look for um, a woman that I, I don't remember what her relationship. I, this I I was really struggling to even pay attention. It was a Foster's home, I thought. No, it was an old age home, and uh, and there was a baby crying. And I'm like, why? If it's an old age home, why would there be a baby crying? And it's and it just seemed like they took background sound effects from apartment buildings, which normally it, has a baby crying in them. Um, yeah, maybe it was an old baby. I, <laughs> God damn it, Joe! <laughs> um, the inhaler jump scare was ridiculous. The, 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 the lady's standing there, and all of a sudden you hear an inhaler go off, and it's supposed to be a jump scare in the way it was. Oh my the, god. Oh, yeah. it was terrible. I'm like, I that's the for God's sake, I've never seen an inhaler be a jump scare. Um, I jumped. Then there's this <laughs> I did. You and Edward Burns. Uh yeah. Let's see. So they're leaving the apart they're leaving this building, and Edward Burns says to the to the girl, I'm not leaving I'm not leaving you out of my sight for a second. And she says, <laughs> now let basically she says, No, let's split up. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> There's okay. like no uh, the dialogue in this was just like that. Uh, she sees a creepy woman at, at a moment. At, at she as they're driving off, she sees a creepy woman standing behind the little girl, and she doesn't mention it. She doesn't say, "Oh my god, I just saw." You know, anybody would do that if you're driving off and and you see a creepy old ghost woman standing behind a child. You're not going to just let keep driving like oh oh don't worry I, I thought i saw something you know she didn't even mention it and they just drive off i would probably pick up my moose my boost mobile call <laughs> you know phone and just give him a call about it it happened throughout the whole entire movie matt yeah the whole entire movie yeah there was a lot of stuff that no one was talking about like yeah what the hell it, it made no sense uh the, there was like a i don't know if it was cgi but it sure looks cgi cabbage patch kid looking kid in a crib with a phone. It oh, was that, the was worst. Yeah, that was horrible. So bad. So yeah. bad. 
Uh, I didn't mind the seat in the crawl space. I think it could have, if there was a more talented director, it could have been done better. Kind of like it, it reminded me a little bit of that scene. Of, obviously, this movie came out before it, but it reminded me of that scene in um, uh, what's the what's the movie where the guy is is supposed to be house sitting, taking care of a girl with schizophrenia, and he had to be chained so he couldn't go into certain rooms. Do you remember the movie that we saw oh, a couple um, years ago? Uh, Mark couldn't pronounce it. I know yeah. it doesn't narrow. Oh, down, that's right. Cabot. Cabot. Huh? Cabot. Caveat. 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 Yes. And, yeah, uh, caveat. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I said. Uh, that's what I said. Perfect. I said. I said it perfectly. Caveat. Um, Cavett. Dick Cavett. <laughs> Dick <Yeah>. Cavett. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of that scene, except it wasn't as well done. Like in the scene where he was hiding, and then he, there's a dead body there, and he keeps looking over at it, and the, mm. you know, it was similar. I knew that body. I knew the body in this crawl space in this movie was going to do something, obviously. But it, it, I thought that was pretty effective. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, this was oh, this was dumb. I gave this. Uh, somehow though, Joe, I don't think any of these movies were as bad as the, the, the Corey, um, movies. I'm pretty sure anyway. Um, but I gave Agre- this agreed. Yeah. Um, I agree with that too. Yeah. Except, I, <laughs> except Corbin Nash. Oh no. I, I thought Corbin Nash was worse than any of these. Uh, I don't I give this ever one, want to watch Corbin Nash again. No. I gave this one one and a half stars. So, all right, that's something. Mark, yeah. you're up. Yeah, this was, this wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, in, in my opinion, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, I mean, it's a cross between The Ring and a Final Destination, in my opinion. That's what I got out of it. You know, just they're copying off. They just made this 2008 film. It, it, they did a little mishmash, you know. With the the boyfriend that uh, was walking across the street and then came back, that, I mean, I put my foot up. I'm sorry. Um, Anybody getting hit by cars, you know, that random thing, that was a complete final destination, you know, moment. Even uh, the beginning uh, uh, opening credit uh, music had a little uh, final destination uh, vibe um, that I, that I, just up going, ooh, that sounds like Final Destination. Um, all considering it's not a bad film. <laughs> um, it, it had some jump scares. The the inhaler uh, got me. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It did. I'm sorry. It did. Jeez. Uh, the goddamn peepholes in this fucking film. And you know me. Mark's with- got a thing against peepholes i don't have a thing against them they just scare the shit out of me sticking things in holes yeah Yeah. exactly uh so at the very beginning you know with the little people at at the party and she's going up it's like why doesn't she just open up there's like tons of people there and but she's like peeping up so it's like alluding what's going to happen at the end of the film obviously a little cheap or whatever but there was a couple peephole moments i'm just going oh my god and then, of course, at, at the end, Edward Burns decides to go up and look at the people, and you know he's got, something's going to happen. And uh, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was surprised that it was a knife going through the peephole instead of something else. That was just a little weird. But um, at the end of the film, with the little kid and the 
the asthma, breathing. I thought it, I thought it was a little scary. I thought it was. A, I thought that was pretty well done. Um, I think that was my biggest problem with this film is that this whole horror film is predicated upon an asthma attack. I mean, if you yeah. dig down to the very beginning, this is all because some little girl had an asthma attack, and now we're trying to increase the lion's share of cell phones with Boost Mobile. It's just it was dumb. Yeah, I also did. I got a question. You talked about that party at the beginning. Yeah, like the toward, almost very beginning of the film. It what kind of party was that? Did you see it was like high school or college? You know, like just kids college. hanging out. It was a college, college age party. Kids hanging out. Okay, what college party starts off with some people cooking a full meal? Yeah, yeah. I I, mean, like, I saw they're that. like shucking peas, and it looks like she was baking a lasagna. I'm like, what college party comes with a you know like a seven course dinner? It's right. ridiculous. Ripping a let, she's like making a salad, yeah. ripping the romaine lettuce, and going out and while tap that keg and pass <laughs> the cabbage. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, a little, little, little boring uh, party, but I mean, there's some hot chicks there. Who knows? Um, love, love me some Edward Burns. That's one of my notes. Hot chicks and cold iceberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and love me some Edward Burns. I don't know the guy. He's charismatic. Um, I love his accent. Uh, it, he's just, he's just fun to watch for me. I, I don't know how Matt finds him annoying. And Joe, Joe does too. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't exactly get my juices flowing. He's, I, 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 I think he's okay. But all in all, like this was my first film I watched, so expecting you know zero Rotten Tomatoes, I was expecting like just god awful film, and it it wasn't that bad. And I and then watching these films later on. Um, I'm going to have a little, uh, theses that I want to, um, theses. Uh, yeah. Theses, not feces. Is it, is it not long? Sh- <laughs> no, no, it's not long. I, I don't have anything written down, but, I, okay. but, but I have an idea why Joe picked this. I, I think there's a countermeasure that Joe is trying to do here. No, I didn't. I didn't think too deeply making this. I simply looked he up thought, horror films that had a zero yeah. Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, I interesting. Knew there's no way that I was. There's no way he was thinking past that. Yeah, All right. I toiled over this list for months. Uh, that being said, I, I don't think it's a great movie. However, I don't think it deserves a zero no. percent Rotten Tomatoes. Well, well, this is That's what I'm saying. I don't think that any of these films deserve zero percent. Well, I really don't. The percent is is because I who, who does anyone recommend the movie? And in all these cases, there it's a zero percent. Not because Rotten Tomatoes thinks it's a zero percent. It's a zero percent because they they couldn't find anyone who recommended it. Oh, I will agree with one film. Yeah, that deserves zero percent. I think they're right. one film. I can see why all of no, these are zero no. percent. Yeah. I, I thought this should have had like a three percent. Yeah. Out of a hundred. Yeah. I, if you told 3%. me that no but no uh film major film critics like this movie, I'd be like, Yeah, I can see why. Hmm. I'm a major film critic. I'm not saying I would recommend it, but Right. I, and that's what it comes down it. to. Would anybody recommend yeah. this? Are you going to recommend this, Mark, to people? I 
No. I recommended it to yeah. two of you, so there's three. There's three percent. That was more yeah. like sadistic. <laughs> it, yeah, it's more of a dare based on a dare. Who right. dared you? Uh, no, I dared you guys to watch it. You did. Oh. You came through. Flying colors. Way to go. We're going to move on to what was the year? What was the glorious year that this graced the screen? 1987, Jaws the Revenge, starring Lorraine Gary, Lance Guest, Mario Van Peoples, Michael Caine, Mitchell Anderson. It's just an absolute masterpiece. Chief Brody's widow believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by yet another shark in search for revenge. So, Mark, why don't you go ahead and take the helm, steer the ship, if you will? It's a it's a Christmas movie. Hey, it's it's like Die Hard. I I, I forgot that this, is true. I forgot this was a Christmas movie. And uh, in my opinion, like watching this over again, like I saw this in the movie theater. Um, I was a little let down by it. I wanted more shark kills, but. You know, it was a Jaws film, and I walked out going, okay, you know, it, it wasn't as good as the first, wasn't good as the second or the third. You know, it was the fourth. Hoping for a fifth. Never happened. This uh, movie killed the franchise, um, which is a good thing, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, the tagline says, this time it's personal. Well, for me, when I watched this film in the theater at I don't know how old I was in, in 1987. I think I was uh, 13 uh, at the time. But I did take it personally because I did watch these films in the theater except for Jaws and Jaws 2. So, but, but I saw Jaws 3 in the movie theater. And I did take it personally because I've gone on this like story arc and they kill off Sean uh, at the very, very beginning. And very, very uh, violently they killed Sean. And it, it kind of hurt. It kind of hurt. And I kind of liked uh, how with the funeral, you know, it lets you grieve with the family and whatnot. Um, I mean, it kind of reunited the family. I mean, you saw Miss Kittner, which was uh, fantastic. But uh, I have a question for you guys. Do you think Miss Kittner was uh, secretly happy that uh, Sean died? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't think it was a secret. I, you know, there was probably a scene that was on the cutting room floor with her dancing a jig. Yeah, it's like you deserve this. You deserve it. Yeah, because yeah. you knew, you knew, and it, it was great to see, uh, uh, you know, some of the old characters from the original um, at the funeral, and uh, um, Lance Guest from Halloween Two and the Last Starfighter uh, plays Michael. I don't know. It it, it it was fun. It 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 it's a fun film. It, it's absolutely like ridiculous. I, I know you guys gonna bring up uh well how does a shark get revenge? You know, it, it, sh- sharks do not get revenge. In the novel, I don't know if you guys did research on this. Did you guys do research on the novel? No. So in the novel, there's a voodoo thing going on where they have put a spell on the shark and on Mrs. Brody. And that's why they're intertwined, intertwined into 
in, into this movie, which is absolutely they, insane. They cut that out? They cut that out. Also, wow. Hoagie is a uh, drug dealer in the book. And they kind of hint on it in the film that he's a drug smuggler. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy, like, how this film was even made and how it even exists. I, I love Michael Caine in this. In this, he's just he's just getting a house, and yeah, it's 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 a fun film. I'll let you guys pop off on this. Matt, go ahead. It's all teed up for you. Uh, <clears throat> well, yeah, the, I mean, this is kind of fun. It's it's got you know, it's a dumb, terrible movie, but it's it's Correct. it's got you know, it's fun. Um, you know, seeing Mrs. Brody <laughs> dancing in Jamaica to music that doesn't <laughs> sound like it's Jamaican. At all is at hilarious. All. It's like kind of like Mario Van Peebles accent, right? Yeah. Um, and then at the beginning, what uh, Michael? It looks like, or no, Sean. Sorry, Sean. It looks like his arm is under his raincoat after the shark has has eaten it off. Like it looks like yeah. they're still. It's just they put it under the under the raincoat with hardly any effort to make it look like it was actually still ripped off. Um, and that boat was not seaworthy at all. It went down very quickly. I'm like, man, that he, he the shark did him a favor. Um, it was good to see some of the old characters. That woman who works in the town uh, that was there. I don't think that's funny in the original one. And and I don't and, think that's funny at all. Yeah, yeah. That was, and then of course uh, the the mom who looks like she should be his grandmother. Um, that is Fritzy Jane Courtney. She plays Mrs. Taft. Ah. Mm. Um, oh, uh, a, a quick question: Was was the secretary of in the sheriff's office? Was that the same actress from the original? No, no. it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think, I so. think so. That was great, though. Chopping picket fence. <laughs> picket fence. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wish they brought her back. Um, and the guy who was like, "Oh, I'm just out here trying to get some sun." That that old guy that he's trying to get out. He wasn't it. He oh, wasn't was it. Yeah, oh, he was. Uh, he was uh, at the funeral. He was at uh, the funeral. Okay, I must have missed him. Uh, yeah, um, and then the little kid, the the her grandson. He's got the. <laughs> he's like a kill a killjoy. He says, "Uncle Sean is dead." You know, like <laughs> out of the nowhere, there was no reason for him to say that. Uh, Var- Mario Van Peoples has a worse Jamaican accent than me. Um, I like to hear it. Yaman, yeah, that's about his. That was about the level of his uh, believable. Jamaican, yeah. yeah. Um, the shark is as scary as Jabberjaw. <laughs> um, Jabberjaw, <laughs> Jabberjaw. <laughs> that was good. Pretty sure you get the bends rising to the surface that fast. I, at some point, yeah. he like shoots up. He, he, he would not survive that. I gave a pass on that because there was uh, bubbles coming out of his mask. So he yeah. was like, I thought I gave a pass on it. Um, uh, there's a line where uh, Mario Van People says, get to the point, man, as my wife now says. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> That's the worst line. Um, that was his dad. Yeah. And the sky in the last scenes is so awful. They just barely tried to do it. it was, you could tell they had to do reshoots. They couldn't go back out to the ocean, so they went to the Universal lot, which if you've ever been out here to El- to uh, the Universal Studios backlot tour, there is a giant water 
tank basically it's like a lake on the back lot and they have a huge like backdrop next to it so they can make it look like the ocean and there's tons of ocean scenes that are done there but normally they're lit and painted back there way better in fact this the last scene from uh oh jim that jim carrey movie where he's being watched the truman on show truman show where he walks yep. off that's done there um but that they would be the truman show yeah, they paid. They've just it. Lo- it's obvious they painted that like to look like sky. It didn't match the scenes before. It was just, just awful. Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, you know, it's a classic bad movie. But there's, it's so goofy, that and it's so like just silly, basically, with uh, you know, Mrs. Brody dancing and everything, and and she just. Her hair is hilarious. Uh, it's it's that was it's, the style, man. That was the style back then. I guess I think so. my mom had that haircut. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely worth checking out. I guess if you're if you're up for a bad movie, it's a it's a good bad movie to watch. Which I don't think any of the rest of these are. Um, and I and that and I will touch on that later in after after watching one of the others. Um, I taught you know I I did make a couple notes about that. Um, well, I'll, I'll get to that then, but this is, this one is a good, bad movie to watch. Joe, what so do you, you think? wouldn't, you wouldn't think it would get a 0%. Oh, I, I totally understand why it would be a 0%. Sure. But like in the grand, grand tradition of bad eighties horror movies, it's, it's a fun one to watch. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. yeah. so bad. It's, it's good. Now I'm yeah, surprised it, in the years since that they're having, you know, because normally a lot of these movies would have been zero percent for a long time, but then they come back in in festivals and that kind of thing, and 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 they get kind of a cult following. This one has not attached, to, and so that cult following sometimes will get a semi positive review from someplace like bloody disgust or uh, B- bloody disgusting or one of those websites, uh, arrow yeah. in the head or whatever. And so that'll give it at least a few percentage points. Um, but th- the fact that this one hasn't yet is kind of, uh, unusual. Cause I think there's some, we've seen some eighties classic bad movies yeah. that, that were, you know, no better than this one. So, yeah, this, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised that this doesn't have like a cult following because there's so many ridiculous mm. moments and, but there's so many good scenes in it. It it just mishmashes. I, I I don't understand. Like the little girl is, I think, a was absolutely adorable in this film, and I thought she was kind of a good good actress for like a tiny child. I mean, she was I think eight years old when this uh, when when they were filming the film. So mm-hmm. like, rest in peace, her. I. I would like to add that I thought that that attack on the banana boat was nice, you know, kind of brutal. The- well, yeah, I, well, I mean, the shark looked fake, obviously. Oh, no, the shark looked fake. There's just a lot of good blood in the water. The, the one thing that I actually found, like, really, like, scary was the little girl, the daughter's face when the shark was coming up and the look on her face. Right. I don't that was a horrific look on her face. And I don't know if yeah. they told her that this big mechanical shark is coming out of the water because her, the look on her face, that wasn't acting. That was, yeah. Very awesome. She, she was petrified, petrified. I agree. Yeah. 
I do just, I mean, you guys covered mostly everything. I just want to point out at the beginning when Ellen Brody is on the phone with Michael and <laughs> Sean Brody, it, it keeps like trying to over like yell over the phone. I, I put on here, this family has no phone manners and talks over each other more than Mark. So <laughs> that's the only note that I had it was worth it. So, okay. Wow. Uh, we're going to, you know, you, you know, it really the... sucks. Cause I'm talking over you again, but hey, you yep, know, what it really totally sucks. Is. But you know, what really sucks is that I totally agree with you that he had no phone etiquette. And I, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you let her talk like, on the phone. Let her talk. Yeah. yeah. And so now you yeah. know. Now you know what our audience is saying as as they listen to our show. Oh, the audience is saying it. I understand. They're all. Okay. They're all the saying. All, the audience Mark, is saying. I wish Matt and Joe would shut up so Mark can talk more. That's what the audience says. I'm sure. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go camping now. We're gonna go to the 2016 remake of Cabin Fever. While staying at a remote cabin for a week-long vacation, a group of five college friends succumb to an infectious flesh-eating disease. And this movie, which was made earlier by Eli Roth uh, remake, all it is is a guy that just wanted to pay homage to a bunch of his favorite old horror movies. So, Mark, you're... Okay, you're busy. Matt, you go right ahead. Uh, Okay. Who was clamoring for a remake of Cabot Fever in 2016? I can answer that question. I yeah. can answer that question. All right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Not I me. No, Not I wasn't. Me. I mean, I liked the original one. I think it's fun, but yeah. I, I had no. I do too. Yeah. I, I'm really never clamoring for a remake anyway, unless it's a movie that should have been good and wasn't and then remake that one, you know, and make it good. But, uh, I'm, you know, a good movie. Why does it need to be remade? Um, once in a while you'll see a good one, but, and then God damn it. When a director is named Travis Z on the credits, you know, it's going <laughs> to yeah. suck. Um, Fuck. they have the shining music playing on the car ride up to the place as the, as a overhead. It was yep. so oh, bad. God. So bad. That's what started hey, pissing me off. Hey, we ran to the beginning watching that fucking film. I'm like, are you serious? They're going to go there? Yeah. Hey, have you guys seen The Shining? That yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, Joe. So good. That's this whole movie. It's a, yeah. it's a Chris Farley interview. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, remember remember uh, The Shining? That was great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, Stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, they they're talking to the kid in the little I don't know bunny mask or whatever at the gas station, and the kid bites him, and his dad yeah. comes out and yells at the kid, and the guy that got bit says, "Hey, it's not his fault. Wait, wait who else's fault is it? The kid bit you, like you yeah. know." It's he, so angry. Um, he provoked him, probably. So, and then we cut cut to a sex scene. Where, uh, once again, the guy's wearing underwear. Uh, how is the uh, how is this happening? I, I suppose if he has it pulled out or whatever. But I mean, as far as I can tell, he's just got his underwear on. What? what it's another naked girl, clothed guy trope. How many times have we seen this? Um, they got a hole in the front. I guess <laughs> nobody uses that goddamn hole. And, 
Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> there is our bumper. Yep. There, it's got a hole we in got the front. got a hole in the front. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> but honestly, who, who, Mark, Mark who, uses, who uses the hole? No one. Nobody uses the There's hole. Bumper There's bumper for two. Yep. yep. When you gotta go, you gotta you gotta like like fuck around with the hole, you know, just like try to get it out when you really gotta go. No, you, you just pull you it can, down, man. You can turn turn the faucet off now, Mark. We got it plenty. Uh, oh, that it, 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 when at first when the guys run around the woods with the gun, it kind of reminded me of Party Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. There was sort of a silliness in that scene, and and there, there's. I have a, I, I, I have some thoughts about this. I, I feel like there was a silly, very campy movie here that they were that maybe someone was trying to make, and somebody stepped in and said, "No, we got to make it serious," because uh, there's some moments in this that were really sil- silly and campy and played for laughs, like the cop and all these. And I, I feel like either they couldn't decide whether to make it funny and campy. And, and just a campy movie, B-movie style, or a serious, you know, it was almost like they couldn't decide whether they wanted to make it more like uh, the latest uh, Evil Dead, you know, not the latest one, but the, you know, the remake of Evil Dead. Like, it, it's like they did, weren't sure if they want to go in that direction where it was a way more serious version of the movie, or if they wanted to make it even more campy than the original. And they kind of did both so i don't know if the filmmaker i didn't look it up because i really didn't care to research this movie but i i wouldn't be surprised if the film if the director kind of wanted it to be more campy and the film company stepped in and said no it needs to be serious i don't know i Um, never thought i'd say this out loud but i think the gamer dude guy mm -hmm. really should have been played by jamie kennedy yeah, it's that type for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's probably Mark's favorite character. Well, do you guys remember like the original? I mean, how campy the film was, and how mm-hmm. campy and annoying that character was. Right. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. not this Jamie character. Kennedy. It wasn't yeah. Jamie Kent Kennedy. I don't know what his no, name it could was. Have been. It could yeah. have been. Yeah, absolutely. It's that type. Yeah, yeah, but they 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 went straight for it, it, it with like kind of a straight guy, and it didn't match. Exactly what Matt had said. It, I mean, the first film is a. Go ahead, Matt. I'm, I'll wait. Uh, and then, do cabins really get their water directly from the lake like that? Because I have a feeling they don't. They'd probably need to go through some process, some sort of uh, processing system before it got to the sink. So even if even if there isn't a virus in the lake, you're going to get sick from drinking straight out of lake water. Um, the girl who wants to go home is the only one acting logically that all this shit's going down and they keep wanting to stay and have a good time for a while there anyway. Um, I mean, they burn the guy, this guy that came up to them and then they kind of, no, let's just forget. Let's just, you know, why do you want to leave? You know, um, it looks good. You know, all these movies, except maybe Jaws, they all look good. And that's about it. Um, it looks, uh, let's see. I'll skip that. 
And, and then like they they're fooling around in bed, and all of a sudden they pull down the covers, and she's got this massive bloody sore. Like she wouldn't know that while she's trying to, you know, like she wouldn't know she had this sore there. Come on, um, it's just a mess. The the burnt. Um, they say they have to stick together. Why? It's not like a stalk. It's not like a slasher is after them or there's a monster out there. It's 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 a virus. Why do they need to stick together? In fact, sticking together in this situation probably would be the wrong thing to do. If one of you has it, you probably want to get away from everybody as, as much as you can. Well, one <laughs> of the characters did do that. Right. He did. The, and the he was the only smart like one, but everyone else was like, because he walked away. Yeah. Right. Everyone else was like, no, we need to stick together. What? You don't need to stick together. If there's a, yeah, if the, you need to defend yourself, but a virus is different. Um, oh yeah. The burn guy came back. Shocking. Uh, how long was he waiting at that particular spot in the lake for someone to show up right there so he could jump out of the lake and, and do a, a Jason like thing. Um, <clears throat> He wants to he wants to be humane and kill the girl, and he does it by using a a shovel to the mouth. That's probably the least humane way to kill somebody. What the heck? And then his alternative, the next most humane, is to set her on fire. Sweet Jesus! They have a gun there. Shoot her in the head. That's you know. Um, I hope nobody does an absolute zero redux. Um, The safety part was kind of funny, and if the rest of the movie had had that tone, it would have been great, you know, or at least better than this. Um, You know, with the safety, and the the guy says, "Oh, you got the safety on," and he says, "Oh, thank you." You know, shoots him. Um, uh, Let's see. Yeah, Um, I don't know if I can forgive you, Joe, for this one. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, there's a photo of the guy hitting her in the mouth with the shovel from mm-hmm. her point of view. How? How? How did that happen? How was that taken? That shot taken? She had she had a Boost mobile phone in her Oh, hand. yeah. Right. Oh, God, Joe. <laughs> oh, this was bad. This was, this was probably my least favorite of all of them, maybe. So. It was my second least favorite. Yeah. Well, it's close. Yeah, there's one other I think yeah. that you're probably saving to the it's end. It's a dead heat, yeah. <laughs> it's a dead heat, yeah. Yeah. But Mark, again, go ahead. better than any of the Corey movies. <laughs> yeah, yes. I would watch this again over Corbin Nash. I would too. Oh, yeah, come, I would too. On. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I would too. Come on. Uh, Joe, 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 Joe. Um. I was really starting to uh, dislike you watching this film. (laughs) This fucking film got me so angry because, one, I'm a big fan of Cabin Fever, the original. I I rented it at Blockbuster, and I bought it right after I watched it. And I rewatched it. It was one of these horror films that I rewatched over and over and over again. There was no need for this film. No need at all. Um, especially so soon. And how it was so... And the fact that Eli uh, Roth uh, presents it, it at the beginning of it. like So he's like, yeah, green light, go for it. That pisses me off. And that just like discredits him as a director. And he's just a cash-grabbing guy. Maybe he was doing it to 
fund another uh, uh, film that he wanted to direct. Who knows? But for him to give I think up. it was an ego thing. Probably, probably. It's like, oh my God, everybody loves my stuff so much. I just, I'm beating them off with a stick. I can't help, yeah. but everybody yeah. wants to remake my my wonderful content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it with the Evil Dead. They did it with this, that. It's like, I'm, I'm in it. It's like, this is my thing. I'm going to, you know, sell this fucking piece of shit. Um, yeah, this movie just pisses me off. The first thing, my first note is this shining with the music and, and, the drone shot going, and I'm just like, you fuckers. It's like, who is this director? Um, the AR rifle uh, mishap at the beginning. Um, why didn't he grab that AR from his friend? Why did he just walk by after that happened? It, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it's the same story. It's the same plot. They have some of the same lines in it um with the campfire it's a remake oh my god but joe joe this is it's 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 not even imaginative I'm not standing up for the film it's, it's not just, even imaginative i couldn't agree more they, but i'm they, just stating it's a remake the director and this is what i was trying to say um when i of course you know when matt was on the phone and i interrupted him I, this is what i'm saying is that the director decided to try to make this serious when the original film is campy. It's it's absolutely supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be fun. It's making fun of the horror genre. And so he goes serious with this, but then he tries to make it campy just like the, uh, the original, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it just clashes nonstop against each other. Yeah, there's some shots that actually looked beautiful, but I mean, you could do that, you know, with any kind of camera now. I mean, look at look at Never Hiking Alone or what Vince is doing. I mean, he's making shots just like you know this guy's doing. And when they're at the at, at the fireplace, and they do that awesome uh, story in the bowling alley, but in the original, they do the flashbacks of you know showing the bowling alley and the head rolling up, you know. It's a bowling ball coming back. That was creepy. They didn't even bother. They just did the story, and that was it. Um, with with the um, the party time uh, sheriff, it was a guy in the original. Now it's a girl. It didn't work making it, it as the remake is as serious as it is. It, it made no sense in the film. Well, in the original, it was camp all the way through, so it did make sense. Not in the remake, and it just—it just—it's just trash, absolutely trash. Hate this film. Don't watch it. Zero percent Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck you, Joe, for making me watch this. Not happy with you, but I'm happy always with some of your other picks. Well, there you have it. I couldn't make that any more concise if I tried. Um, my thoughts on this film are uh, mostly irrelevant or have been covered. I, I will say that my least favorite character and most despicable character in this entire film is the uh, big-breasted blonde Deputy Winston. Uh, it's just... That was the dumbest idea you could have possibly yeah, thrown Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't fit it at all. Yeah. No. No. 
With the uh, scar, with the red, horrible yeah, red scar underneath the eye. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we only got two more to go. 2016's The Disappointments Room. That's right there in the title. A mother and her young son release an unimaginable horror from the attic of their rural dream home. Starring the uh, illustrious Kate Beckinsale and some guy named Mel Rado, who I've honestly never heard of before or seen him in anything. But um, yeah, and Gerald McRaney. He was Judge Blackner. Was that who? Simon and Simon? Is yeah, that he was on he was? Simon oh. and Yeah, was it Simon and Simon? Yeah, Simon and Simon. Simon, and Simon. Yeah. yeah. Great, great he intro was, song. He played he played Simon. Yeah. No, no, no. He played Simon. Oh, was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to go back and check. No, yeah. wait. Who did he no. play? Simon. No, he wasn't Mark, Simon. Go. He was Simon. Yeah. Mark, go ahead and. Uh, oh, me? You want me to go? Really. Um, I don't have a whole lot of choices, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, how the fuck did this. Guy land Kate Beckinsale as a wife is my first Great note. Point. <laughs> How? How? Who who was casting this film? Because um, if you're gonna have Kate Beckinsale as in as the the lead, and you're gonna have a husband, um, maybe not have a guy that looks exactly like Robert Carradine, in my opinion. Um, he looks kind of like uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Not an attractive guy. Now, granted, it happens. Fine. But we're talking to film, and it was absolutely jarring because Kate Beckinsale is absolutely gorgeous. And when you pit him with her, it's just distracting. It just doesn't make sense. None of that makes sense. Um, he doesn't have a job. Um I think he has a job. They didn't even really explain it. Something like he was on a phone call with Japan. That's like the only time I ever heard like he had a job when he was in the ice cream store or whatever. Get, and their son's getting the strawberry ice cream. And and she asked the husband's going, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I play Xbox and uh, basically take naps. That Like what? Wait, where did that even come from? Uh, the fact that Kate Beckinsale's uh, hair is blonde absolutely was distracting uh, from the plot of the film. Should say right there that this movie is not good because all I kept on saying to him, "Why is her hair blonde? Why is her hair blonde?" I don't know if I like her as a blonde. I like her as so uh, she Burnett. can look more like Nicole Kidman. That's oh, right. from like the others. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. That that might be true. That could be a fact right there. Because there's actually there was a couple scenes when uh, Kate Beckinsale in the right light actually looked quite a lot like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, like, I'll agree I'm, with that. Yeah, I would theorize that that was done on purpose. Yeah. Um, why is she an art uh, an architect? Uh, basically, just to be in this house. Is like how they're in the house. Why does there always have to be an architect in horror films and big houses? I doesn't make sense. And, and when she's and the only time, like you know, when she says, "Well, I'm an architect," 
And then the only time you see her being an architect is she's, you know, looking at a blueprint of the house and she's just got a crayon going, no, this and that. And that's basically it. It's, it's just a, just a reason for them to be in this house. Uh, the, the lawnmower kid, why is he in it? Why are they having cigarettes? You know, is there going to be a sexual relationship? It seems like maybe there will be. Nothing happens. Nothing happens in this whole entire film. Nothing. Nothing scary happens in this film. Um, watching uh, her husband and the kid, the kid's in a Wolverine little plastic uh, uh, Halloween costume, and he's the Hulk running around through the forest and all that. I, this movie made no sense to me. I was losing concentration, like, nonstop. I, sometimes I was losing the plot. And I don't even think there really was a plot. There was a plot. The disappointment room, you hardly even. Uh, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's at a loss for words. I, that's, you know how long it took me to pick a movie that mm-hmm. would make, bring Mark to utter silence. I know. Yeah. I, I finally cheated. Yeah. I, it's just. It's, if Mark had thought at all about like, oh, Joe's probably has a reason for picking the films that he I did. was. It was so that I could find a film that would bring Mark to silence, mm-hmm. make him speechless. Yeah. And I think I found it. Yeah. Well, did I guess any, I'll go. Did you, guys, did you guys think that this was turning into the ice cream truck? said some similarities yeah for sure yeah 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 With her and the, the young and that kid, young and kid yeah and the guy and, yeah. yeah 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 go ahead mark or matt uh okay i usually like kate beckinsale but in this one she looks like she has no idea what's going on and it's like she's in a different movie from everyone else uh yeah. like it, it it almost feels like a lot of her scenes weren't that, that were supposed to be in the in the same room together weren't in the same room together and maybe they just intercut some of her. I don't know if that's it. That's what it felt anyway. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it was just so disjointed. Um, uh, and I, I wrote, boy, they don't make bad movies like they used to. You know, they used to make a bad movie, and at least there's there was some charm to it. You know, there's bad some of the bad slashers that we've watched from the '80s or whatever. These they look great. And they look like they should be really good, but there's no personality to them. There's mm. just there's nothing to latch on to. And I don't think, you know, like a movie like Blood Rage or one of those movies 30 years later, you can get a cult following because there was something to latch on to. There's a little personality to them. This no one's going to be watching this 30 years from now saying, oh, it's a really good, bad movie. No, they're they're It's going to be forgotten. And most all of these will be, except maybe Jaws. Um it looks pretty good, and that's about it. There's almost nothing even worth talking about here, but I have a lot of notes. Um, the plot is nonsensical, and the performances are bland. Kate Beckinsale acts like she thinks this movie isn't worth smudging her makeup over, and I can't say she's wrong. Um, the the whole spouse doesn't believe there's a ghost trope is so annoying even a, in a good movie, let alone in a movie like this. Uh, of course, he has to leave for two days. Why not? Yeah, they always have to leave for two days in these goddamn movies. Uh, this and for a guy who doesn't have a job, he has to leave for two days. Come on, uh, this movie's pulling out all the cliches. Someday, 
AI is going to make its own horror movie and it's going and the first temp attempt is going to be just like this movie. Uh, if it had been released this year, I, I would have thought that it was written by chat GPT. Um, a small town construction worker does not dress or look like that kid. A small town construction worker uh, is, you know, has dirty clothes on and an old trucker hat. That's it. They don't look like this guy. Um, Kate Beckinsale has one facial expression in this movie, and it's like wistful, maybe. Uh, They should have cast Paul Walker opposite her. I actually liked her husband. I thought he had a little personality, at least. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't mind him not being, you know, as good looking as her, but, um, it, you know, um, it's both, the whole movie is basically a series of Kate Beckinsale naps, which they should have just leaned into that and let us watch her sleep for 90 minutes. It would have been more interesting. Gerald McRaney is not scary. Uh, I don't know why they cast him in that part. Um, these construction kid conversations are just deathly, just horrible conversations. Um, I don't know why she was burning the painting. Um, the montage of inter- interconnected scenes is done. So there's like a montage of interconnected scenes where she's off doing something. I can't remember what it was. And the dad is getting ready for their dinner party. And then they don't show the dinner party. And now the, from what I've read, the dinner party scene actually happened. And there's a very dramatic scene that, Kate Beckinsale breaks down during this dinner party that was only shown in the U S theatrical version. They cut it and it's not available in any of the new versions. Maybe they're hoping for a clamoring of people looking for that scene to be re re uh, uh, submitted. I don't know. Um, Actually I do know. Um, Mark will be happy with the child killing, right? I thought maybe you'd be down with that, right? I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I did. Um, and then that was the end. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> what, yeah. what happened here? There's, there's no let's ending Let's just here. leave. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just, just leave. Let's just and, leave. And, we just, and the we horror- just paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for a house that we yeah. were going to fix up and we we're there for two yeah. weeks. And, no, let's just leave. And, and the final shot okay. through the window, of course, is Simon just looking out right. the window. Yeah. Not even looking menacing or anything. Just looking. It's going, yeah. well, now you know. Now right. you know. Like fuck off! Yeah, it fuck was off. terrible, terrible. Movie. Matt, Matt, may I say, may I say that that was probably some of the best notes you have ever written on a film. That was great. That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. You got I more? Think, no. I think that cut scene with the the dinner party explains one of my questions, which was, do you guys remember in the f- second? Uh, Final Destination movie, there was a cop that sort of teams up with these kids uh-huh. and was trying to figure out all that. Uh, the actor's name is Michael Landis or Landis. Um, he's in this film. He's in the dinner party. He's one of the guests. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, he's been in plenty of things. I recognize the guy's face. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I had to look up his IMDb to place him, but he very recognizable, but he was in this cut of the movie for literally eight seconds. Wow. And I, I could not figure. So at least thank you, Matt, for explaining to me that there was an actual better scene yeah. that he was utilized in. Too yeah. Instead of showing floor. that dinner party, they just decided to cut it up into this huge montage. And that was it. 
They um yeah they postponed this film by the way after they finished it and they they postponed the release I think like two years and then all of a sudden like they and the I, I forgot uh what um uh, studio released this but they went bankrupt they went bankrupt after this because of this I either be because of this or before this but they just put it out and but they're bankrupt now. Hmm. Wow, I do. I the most uh, ferocious that Kate Beckinsale was in this entire film was when she's trying to haggle with a contractor about how they're supposed to do things. Oh and, my god! Yeah. You know, my father was a contractor, and I used to sit by his side and haggle. With it was like the dumbest contribution she had to the entire film. Yeah, and it wasn't much of a contribution at all. So, this was in theaters, uh, guys. This was in theaters. This this was in theaters seven years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Fuck. Yeah. Somebody thought this was good enough to put money behind. I never even heard of this there. film before. I, I remember the, it. But, I think yeah. sixth, seventh, and eighth people I'm sure that have probably ever seen it. Probably. Yeah. This oh. was, I hate to say, this was my least favorite out of everything we watched. Prob- I hope you didn't enjoy it. Oh, I hated it. It was <laughs> yeah, a chore. No. Yeah. Good. This was good. I don't know. It was neck and neck because the next one I I didn't like very much either. So. <laughs> this this last one, I'm going to say the last from 2011 is a really really I was just the Kate Beckinsale movie just eked it up by a hair. Hmm. This is a real close second. Um Beneath the Darkness, 2011, after watching their best friend get murdered, a group of teens struggle to expose a local hero. I want to emphasize hero. He's only a hero because he used to play high school football as the vicious killer and keep from becoming his next victims. Starring uh, Dennis Quaid, who's just... Mm. Uh, questionable at best. <laughs> at best, I think. Yeah. Um, Matt, why don't you go ahead and start this one off? Yeah, uh, I didn't take too many notes so many on notes. this. It, this was this was uh, uh, really a difficult watch. Uh, it does look way better than it should. Like most of these, uh, again, I, I all of these. I don't know what it is, but I think once we switch to digital, it's just so much easier to make a movie look good, and so which kind of hurts it in terms of ever being a cult classic because they look too, they look too uh, glossy in order to really, you know, you need a little crust and a little grain for a cult classic, but um, why would the police not believe these kids when they said that he had his dead body up there or when they said that he stomped on the guy's face, why wouldn't the police believe? I mean, the, the police would need to at least investigate that if, if all three kids are accusing. So, and they don't really, the kids don't really get in much trouble either. Uh, so if they thought that they actually broke in, you know, it would seem like they should have Somebody been in more trouble. died. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A kid was killed. Yeah. They're, this was hor I mean, I know horror movies are are You're known not gonna for- check the attic? Right. I know horror movies are yeah, exactly. I know horror movies are known for <laughs> shoddy police work, but this is I mean, it's it's gotta be uh you know, something somewhat believable. Um it was like this movie was written by an eighth grader. 
really. That's what it feels like. Um, Hang on, I'm going to check. It might have been. Uh, Don't look I, up the director, Joe. Don't don't do it because I did. One of my notes is, oh, for God's sake! I don't. I wish I'd said what I'd written down what I what I meant by that, but it was just a note. Um, there's also at some point, it's like midnight, and there's a marching band walking down the street, and there's like a parade going on. And it's middle. It had to be like midnight because a whole bunch of shit has gone on, but but by this time. Um, why did they go through an elaborate plan to break the kid out of the hospital? You know, the quarterback goes through this whole ruse where he's trying to distract the cop who's guarding the room. Why, why not? Why did the quarterback just go look for the missing girl? Why, why did, why did they have to break out a guy who's already injured and arrested and take the chance of both of them getting arrested? Then neither of them would, it was just so stupid. Obviously they wanted the star, I guess, of the movie to, to be the one to find the girl, but ugh, ridiculous. Um, there might be, you know, based on, on uh, Dennis Quaid's performance, there might be a campy B movie here somewhere. Uh, but again, this is one of those that, that it's just trying, it's really trying to take itself seriously. It really wants to be scary. Um, for me to hate a movie, with this cool of a fall setting is quite a thing. I, I normally, I'm pretty forgiving. If a movie has a really good fall setting, I'm pretty forgiving. And no. And then at the end when he breaks the fourth wall, oh my God. Oh my God. Just, <laughs> just awful, awful, awful. Mm-hmm. Cinematic so, excellence. Really. I oh think how it's a brave choice. It Jesus. is a brave choice. I think this was... <laughs> that's him giving up, man. That's, quite, that's Dennis Quaid giving up. Right, yeah, no. Uh, this might have been my... I think it was my least favorite of this bunch. It's hard to say because they're all really bad, but but this was probably my least favorite. I think they cast the wrong Quaid. This one should have went to Randy. Randy, yeah, it might have been better. Oh, yeah. yes, Joe. That I mean, made... It, this mm. wouldn't have made, that wouldn't have made this a good movie, but it would have been no. more believable with Randy in that right. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Um, I want to point out that Travis, who's supposed to be mowing the lawn mm-hmm. of this uh, funeral it, home, they... He gets yelled at by Dennis Quaid that he didn't mow it short enough. And as they're walking from the backyard to the front, you can barely see the yard that they're referring to. It's all dirt. It's t- I mean, it's like he's got twigs. the blade so far yeah. down. He's just mulching the dirt now. Yeah. <sighs> um, these four friends have a really odd dynamic making fun of each other. Although mm-hmm. the one kid, his, his sister died like six years ago and he still can't seem to get over it how did she die because um, i i don't remember how she died how did his I, sister die i don't know that i cared i know that, i really that's why i don't, I don't, remember. I don't remember i don't even remember and having ugh, having this whole this so you run a funeral home okay there's going to be people coming in for visitations at your funeral home. It's not a coroner's office. It's a funeral home. So you, you really mean 
to think that you're going to be able to pass off a giant hole in your backyard with a coffin sunk in it yeah. with just a tarp laying over the top of it. No and kidding. the cops that are walking, oh, what do you got in there? You know, it, there's no excuse for any cop to right. just bend over and lift it up. And all they want to yeah. do is see what the tarp is made. Of. Come on, he's nobody, feeling, he's, nobody yeah. cares. He's feeling a tarp. All right. After there, <sighs> after there was just a death at the funeral. Some high school kid died. Yeah, terrible. And I, I, I have this strange feeling that a that kid that died in the funeral home eventually he will have to go to a coroner's office, and a coroner should be able to tell the difference. Between some kid who got his head stomped in mm -hmm. and some kid that fell down the stairs. Yeah. Thank you. That should be like something that they handle on the first day of that school. So, yeah. yeah. This is Mark, go ahead. Uh, finish it off. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. Um, Shut up. <laughs> no. Um, there are. You would. No. There are parts in this film that I actually did enjoy, believe it or not. Name four. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I Look, there's – I thought the acting was okay, one. Um, two. <laughs> all right, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. No, all right. Look – it, it had kind of uh, oh God, I don't even know. Look, it, did that's I enjoy? Great. I that's don't have that to. So great. That's wonderful. Listen, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's a piece of garbage. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have it. to I'm not, talk. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend it, but it's. I thought it was better than Cabin Fever. Um, I thought Ooh. it was better than uh, um, Beneath the Darkness. No, uh, not that. No, I thought it was better than. Um, <laughs> it was better than itself. <laughs> the, I, I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was better than uh, cabin, cabin fever, and the disappointment room. Um, it, it, it. I thought it was kind of a well put together film. Thought the acting was okay. Um, the quarterback. Um, the football scene. I mean, I didn't write many notes on it, uh, but uh, the quarterback the football field has no yard markers on it. Ah, uh, yes, I saw. They did not paint the field. There goes that. Oh, no, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah. no, it's true. That and the quarterback. You know, maybe uh, have a quarterback in a small town uh, actually teach the actor how to hold a football before he's going to throw. Holy shit, that was that was atrocious. It, like in the pocket. Oh my God. Uh, Justin Fields. Um, so, but uh, one of, one of my biggest things was this, it was that, so your son is killed by the coroner by, and you're going to send your kid to the coroner. I know it's a small town, but you're going to have him work on your son. That was that just like mystified me. I was just like, I I wouldn't do that. I know it's a small town, but that's that's just creepy. And then he's like, you know, at the funeral by his car, you know, just you know, smoking his e-cigarette, which was kind of a weird choice. But was e-cigarettes like really yeah, big back I agree. then? 
I was like, what? Yeah. But he's he's at the funeral, whatnot. It was just weird. I, that didn't make any sense. Um, here's here's the funny thing at the very end of this film where he says, love sucks. And he looks in the camera and says, love sucks. Mm-hmm. He says, love sucks, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Um, that I, so I did research. I start watching behind the scenes of this film, Beneath the Darkness. <laughs> um, the interviewer asked, uh, Dennis Quaid was in an interview for this film and was asked, how do you get in touch with that dark side? And Dennis Quaid goes, oh, well, you don't overdo it. <laughs> he Brother. completely does. I mean, it's it, it's on YouTube. And I'm just like, oh, no. Because he completely overdid it. And he was like, and you're going, well, why did you take this role? Because this he took this role right after uh, um, he played Clinton, uh, Primary uh, Colors, I believe. And he took this role right afterwards, I believe. No, that's, uh, Clinton was played by uh, John Travolta in Primary Colors. No, but he played uh, – okay, so – but Dennis Quaid did play Clinton in some film, not primary primary colors, but he did play some um, Bill Clinton role. Um, but this was the one right after. And he's going, so you played uh, Bill Clinton. Why did you uh, play this role? He's going, I do it for the people. I do it for the people. And I'm just like, what does that even mean? It's like, just you're just slumming it or I don't know. It, the film's... The film's better than two other films that I absolutely hate. So thanks, Joe. Thanks. Well, Joe, that was happy to help. That was a series of picks. Yeah, actually, Mark the the film you're referring to is called The Special Relationship. Yeah. Okay, that Dennis Quaid played Bill Clinton. Yeah, that was in uh, 2010, a dramatization that traces former UK Prime Minister. Tony Blair's relationship with Bill Clinton and oh. George W. Bush. So that was the that was a film before he did this film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was an Emmy and he was Emmy nominated hmm. for what? Actor. For what? I don't care. Judge three. I don't know. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Dreamscape. There you have it. All right, Joe. Thank you so much. I'm I'm going to I'm going to clap for this one being over. It's all over now. So our next pick is Mark Piscates. I hate myself for picking these. Well, they were you? terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Joe. That's what I have to say. <laughs> so, Mark, what is the pick of your next movies? Uh, and and tell us about them. Um. Uh, yeah. So um, I decided I, I haven't picked one in a while. I have uh, last. Uh, um, it was Brian's, yeah. Well, Brian bomb. No, yeah. So, yeah. so the last one I did was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I decided to do uh, the second half of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but we are kind of in that genre. We're going Western horror. All right. <laughs> this is where you put the crickets in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're doing cricket. western we're doing western horror no no but no no it, 
I I got some picks. I got some picks. All right, let's hear what they are. All right, let's hear let's hear those picks. Well, I I told you guys. You guys kind of knew that I was going to do Western horror through the Cinescare chat, and you guys both said Bone Tomahawk. So we are doing Bone Tomahawk. Thank you, th- God. We were both okay. We were Waiting terrified. With breath. We got a little yeah. nervous there. 2015, you can watch this on Tubi. It's free. You can watch it, I think, on, on some other uh, streaming devices, too. But uh, Tubi is free. Uh, services. Services, yes. Uh, the second pick. Services? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one is the 1999, and I've been dying for you guys to watch this film. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I saw it in the movie theater. Uh, when Matt and I lived in Chicago as roommates, and I always recommended it to him, and I don't know if he's seen it, but I raved about this film, The Matt. Uh, Ravenous, um, starring uh, Guy Pierce. Uh, you can rent this on Amazon. You can't find it on anything, but you have to rent it on Amazon. Uh, Ravenous. What, what uh, year is that? 1999. Yeah, we weren't living together in 1999. We weren't I swear to God, we watched that. No. All right. Well, I I must have rec- I must have recommended weren't it you? to you. No, we we uh uh I moved to California in '98. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't move. He fleed. Uh, Did you tell Mark that you moved? <laughs> he fleed. I, I set he up fleed. a mannequin, and he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mannequin rocking in a chair in the corner. <laughs> Dear God. Matt, we've got to watch this movie. <laughs> we got to see it. Come on. Are you Man, drunk? You're me talk a lot. Man, just drag you. Are you drunk? I'm dragging you across the living room floor. <sighs> All right. What's movie number three? Uh, movie number three is a 1983 uh, Western horror film. It's called Eyes of Fire. It's on Shudder. I watched the trailer. I haven't se- I haven't seen Bone Tomahawk and I haven't seen Eyes of uh, Fire, but I did watch the trailer and it looks a lot of fun. I that's, of fun. this has almost been in a couple of my picks, so good. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um the fourth film is a nineteen ninety-eight. Uh I had to put it in. I saw this in the movie theater. Um, it's vampires, guys. It's with uh, <laughs> it's 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 with James Wood. Mm-hmm. It's with um, it's it's with some other um, um, C Danny actors. Baldwin. Danny Baldwin. God bless it. This is Cheryl a fun Lee. film. Cheryl Lee. It's a fun film, guys, and it's directed by uh, the one and only John Carpenter. So very excited to talk about this film with you guys, especially uh, you, Joe. And uh, the last one, I had to do it, guys. I had to. Um, it was, I've been, we, we've never reviewed it. We talked about it a little bit, but not in its whole entirety. Had to do it. 1996, Dust Till Dawn. I didn't want to put two vampire films in here, but I had to put Dust Till Dawn. And there is a disappointment in Matt and Joe's face. Why is I the, concur? Why? <laughs> why? I it's it's a I wanted fine to, movie until we get past 
Selma Hayek. And then after that, I could care less. The minute I see a vampire, I could care less. No, it's but, fine. Right, it's, it's, I mean, it's a little on the nose. I was hoping yeah, for a, a, you know, something really zingous, but it's fine. It's fine. Well, I wanted to do the do uh, the wind, but I reviewed it already, yeah. and I think you guys already saw it. Yeah, I, I already saw it. Yeah. No, it's fine. This is fine. Is this fine? It's fine. Yeah, yeah no, uh, the other picks are really good, and yeah, it's, it's I, I I don't have a problem with Dust Till I like that movie. It's it's just a little on the nose, but yeah, that's fine. No, no problem. Hey, I'm sure we I'm gotta sure review it sometime. That's true. I'm sure yeah. all of those movies scored higher than the ones that I just. Picked well, that's on true. <laughs> yeah, after Dust Till yeah. Dawn's gonna look like a damn masterpiece. In fact, we should probably watch yeah. it Jesus now. Christ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sort of cleanse the palate. Cleanse the palate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do a yeah. commentary yeah. right now is going, holy shit, the mm-hmm. uh, art direction, man. Robert Rodriguez, man, he really knows how to direct. Yeah. Man, Michael Park, that one opening scene where he just cracks his knee. Every one of these films, I'm just going to picture Randy Quaid as the, uh, <laughs> or Dennis Quaid as the main character. Yeah, thanks no, for that, Joe. I, a, no, I, I actually like these picks, though. This is this will be good. This will be a fun one to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about Bone Tomahawk. I, I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen Eyes of Fire, but I saw the trailer. I'm telling you, man, that trailer looks fucking insane. Yeah, I've, I've had people recommend that one. Bone Tomahawk is something to be excited about. Yeah, you're going to – it's it's a tough one, but you'll enjoy That's it. That's almost like French extreme towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? End. Bone it's tomahawk? Almost, yeah, it's like French extreme. Yeah, you'll toy find out. Yeah. yeah. Am I kicking my feet up? Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's one scene especially, yeah. but yeah. Wear big shoes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But it's a good it's a good one. And it comes, I mean, the horror, yeah, it comes late. You're almost like, yeah. this is a horror movie? You know, and then, and but when it comes, it comes. Well, I love Westerns, so, I mean, fuck. I mean, I'll watch a slow burn. Yeah, and then horror at the end. That sounds like my kind of cup of tea. For a western movie, it's it's great. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of westerns, but I no? do enjoy the the non horror elements of this film. Yeah, yeah. All right, good job, Mark. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, and also, I just want to remind everyone to go to the Pasadena um, Convention Center this weekend. Uh, it, in fact, this this episode comes out on Friday. It'll be Saturday and Sunday. Come out and and check us out. There's going to be tons of vendors. Actually, the Oblong Box Shop is going to be there as well. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be selling the Boogeyman Company Collection shirts that that uh, have been posted, but um, but there will be a lot of horror stuff. And um, of course, we'll have Vincent Desanti talking about Never Hike Alone too. And there'll be, there's tons of other, uh, people selling t-shirts and masks and all kinds of stuff. A lot of horror vendors are going to be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, I guess that's it for this time. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Fuck you, Joe.
They got a hole in the front. I'm going to have a little feces. I'll let you guys pop off on this. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da.